Alright guys, we are live. Let's get it. Welcome everybody. Here's thanks for that resub. Savage, everybody, welcome to the Friday night podcast. As you guys can see, we have Jay Bear here. And we have hello, hello. Mrs. Wi-Fi. Hi. Um you want to start it, Jerry, since you have that shirt on? Um, I think Alyssa's actually going to start it. Okay, Alyssa, you're up. All right. Uh, so tonight's topic is kind of based off of Jerry's shirt, breaking the stigma, a big thing that is talked about, or I guess not really talked about, is men's mental health. So I wanted to talk about, well, I wanted to start with a quote that I got from an interview a man he was talking to a woman who does studies and she four years in her career had not studied men she'd only studied women children everyone but men uh so he'd asked her why she was kind of stumped so his response to her not really knowing how to answer he said you need to start studying men because these women that you just signed your books and all your research for, they'd rather me die on top of my white horse than watch me fall down. When we reach out and be vulnerable, we get shit, the sheep, the shit be out of us. So it's like a, the well-known thing that even researchers now study men or study women, study children, but they kind of forget about men when they're studying about mental health. Um, so we don't want to forget and like downplay mental health of everybody. So we want to bring up men's mental health and the big stigma that we do see all over TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all the social media out there that men's mental health does get looked over quite often. Uh, before I jump into some of the statistics, we'll open it up for jerry and ryan to kind of put their input or different ideas or different things that they've experienced in their life um according to nih suicide is a leading cause of death in the u.s so keep in mind a lot of the statistics that i am going to state uh for men or males is suicide based uh so i'm going to give definitions based off of suicide, suicide attempts, and suicide ideations. Suicide is... Oh, sorry, Ryan. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Suicide is defined as death caused by self-directed injuries uh, with the behavior, and death is, like, the intended result. Suicide attempt is a non-fatal self directed potentially injurious behavior with in- with intended to die as a result of the behavior keep in mind an attempt doesn't have to result in an injury and then suicidal ide- ideation refers to thinking about considering or planning suicide so now we're going to jump into some of the statistics And these are all male-based. So according to the CDC... 
Yeah, but uh, I say, make sure we credit the sources. <laughs> <laughs> um, all of these are from the CDC. Age groups with the highest suicide rate, which when I was doing this kind of stuck out to me a little bit. So I listed three age groups. The highest age group is 85 years or plus. The next age group would be 75 years to 84 years old. And then it jumps down to the third highest group is 25 to 34. The next statistic I just wanted to put out there before I start talking about the percentages and stuff. On average, there are 132 suicides per day in the U.S. Per day. Per day. That's every day. So, before we move on too much into more statistics, let's talk about these age ranges. 85 plus, I, I, I can understand that, because, you know, that's sometimes that's people losing their wives, their, um, they've lost a child, they've lost all their children, or their children have moved on, um, they're in a nursing home, something, you know, I can understand it, because they've lived their life, they're, they're ready to, to go, you know, they're ready to move on, and and be with their loved ones that they've already lost. Um, and I, I would say the same for the 75 to 84. And and I bet if we really dug into it, we'd find some that have medical issues, whether it be cancer or just, you know, maybe a, a hip and a knee after a hip and a knee or, or a shoulder or something just keeps it just reoccurring and they just don't want to deal with it anymore. Um, but then... Yeah, the 25 to 34, that's where me in that age range, I didn't have anyone talk to about it because I felt like I was going to get looked down on. But, like, there's nowhere to turn. Um, obviously, I think that this stuff hit harder with COVID because nobody could do anything. Nobody could go see people. Um couldn't get out of the house and just go to dinner wasn't that simple anymore so um i think covid has a lot to do with you know some because these numbers are mostly from 2021 right Alyssa? correct yeah so i mean we we're just getting out of covid at that point um and i would like to see maybe i'll do some research on the 2020 and 2022 numbers when they become available um but yeah, like the the, and even thirty five to forty four is right below the twenty five to thirty four, and as far as numbers go, so. Um, I've lost some friends to suicide, and it's, and Alyssa and we talked about this on Tuesday, about. One of our good friends. We didn't know anything was bothering him, and we talked to him every day, and that's, that's where this stuck out to me that I wanted to bring this up and so we could talk about it because we didn't know we talked to him every day every day or almost every day one of us talked to him every day out of the me Ben or Ryan out of the group our little group so um think that this needs to be it, it, the thing is about this break the stigma is it's people know that it's happening and they still ignore it because men like myself 
are scared to open up to people because they were a pussy. We're babies. We're not. We're supposed to be the strong ones. We're supposed to be the ones that carry the load. We're supposed to be the ones that just weather the storm and and keep pushing forward. And, not, and everybody expects us to be okay when really it's our right to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And that's something that a lot of people need to understand more is that if you're not okay, reach out. And it's not. Everybody's like, oh, well, I don't want to bother nobody else. You're not bothering other people. You know what's going to bother them if you're not there? Yep. yep. And, um, bad run. And if you choose to think that you're being somebody's burden, it's going to be more of a burden to watch everybody mourn not having you if you make that, that decision to, to take your own life. And it's never easy. It might might be easy on that person because they don't have to deal with the daily struggles anymore but it, the people that it affects around them is even more than just themselves and it just sucks mm-hmm. i, I want to there i don't know if you guys know who uh patty pumlay is he fights in ufc um i'm gonna paraphrase but he lost a friend and a week later he had a fight and during his he won the fight you know he's getting interviewed and he said he would have rather had that guy cry on his shoulder than have to carry his casket. Because mm-hmm. he could have been there to, for him to cry on his shoulder, but he never knew. Right. Um, so before I get into the stats again, kind of building off this and referring back to the quote at the beginning, I remember the first time that Tyler broke down and cried to me, he kept trying to like hide. And he didn't know what to do when I kind of sat there and was like, you can let it out. I'm not gonna, he was expecting me to kind of like walk out because he wasn't being that tough guy or he wasn't carrying all the load and I was willing to like share it. He even said a lot of times where he felt like a burden on me and that wasn't the case. We could share the load, we can share the burden. It was more of a, to me it was a partnership. We're in this together, like you're saying, I'd rather wipe his tears and hear what was going on. So like Jerry, you were saying like you didn't know, but we had talked Tuesday about how I knew. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I didn't know the extent because I can never sit here and say like, I understand what Ryan went through when he served overseas. I could never sit here and like say like, I truly know. Right. So I was always just a listening ear. Right. I was there for him to break down and there to talk about it, but. And I think that's what killed me the most. Right, is I was with him until what two thirty in the morning. This is what I, I do. This is what I do. This is what I do. I'm the one that I want people to come to me. And one of my closest friends held so much in that he didn't want to burden me or feel like he was gonna be taking time away from somebody else. Because in all honesty, I will tell you right now. Tyler felt like if he was probably taking my time, I wasn't able to help somebody else. And that's all he ever wanted to do was help everybody else. It didn't matter about him. He was helping himself by helping other people, and but yet he really wasn't helping himself. Yep. Yeah. And I will say too, like even when I'd sit with him, he would say stuff like, I am taking the energy from you doing things you want to do, like hike or whatever it may be. He was like, you sitting here listening to me is taking away from like 
the sunshine and you being outside and no matter how much you told him like that doesn't matter in this moment right like, i mean i guess yeah, it mattered to him that I was sitting there listening and not doing, like, mm -hmm. things that I loved and cared about. It was about never about was... him. Yeah. But that's um, where the break the stigma comes, because allowing us to be able to break down. And I can bring my wife in here right now. She's held me. She's held me cry. Mm -hmm. Like, I broke down. And I didn't do that for the first probably five to six years of our relationship, right? Because she puts on a different persona that woman could carry the world on her shoulders but yet she's finally starting to open up and the same thing is like we're kind of picking each other up right and it's huge because it gives us that break from our own minds and it just people don't realize how much just talking about it 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 means a lot So I guess, yeah, when it comes to that, don't be afraid. I mean, lean on your people. That goes both ways, men and women, but especially men. I guess I didn't know the first time that Tyler broke down. I think he was waiting for me to run out the door, and I sat there, and I heard some of his stories when he did when he was overseas, and he was still looking at me like a deer in headlights, and was like, you're not going to just pack your bags and go? And I was like, no. Like, yeah, right. You can tell me more. You can stop. Like, what do you need from me in this oh. situation? In his mind, he was like, oh, man, she married a pussy. What a pansy I am. She's going to leave me because of this. In all honesty. Yeah, and then my head, I'm, I was thinking, like, he's looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm not running for the door. Yeah, right. <laughs> but really, it, you were building a strength in him, you know, by allowing him to be able to talk. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to rush through this. So are we good to go to the statistics? <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good to move on. Okay. Um. So the statistics for males in 2021: suicide rates among males were approximately four times higher than females. Uh, with that. Males make up 50% of our populations, but they nearly made up 80 or 80% of the suicides within the U.S. Can we hear the numbers one more again? So, among males, the suicide rates were four times higher than females. And then, within the population, males make up 40% of the population in the U.S., Within that, we said that there's uh, 132 suicides per day. Males make up 80% of those. Yep. Let that sink in, guys. This is why. This is why we're having the conversation. These numbers are serious, right? They're yep. they're high, and mm -hmm. it's not just a one-sided thing. It's both sides of the ball here that. But most people don't know that the guys are like that. The males, I shall say, the males are so high. Yeah, so... And it comes back to just... I'm going to say it a lot, probably, break the stigma of having someone to talk to. Whether it be your spouse, your best friend, your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, one of us, anybody. I mean, there's, there's hotlines you can call, even. Um, just, and I can't stress it enough. 
I talked to Alyssa a little bit about it or a little bit ago. I met an amazing person this last week at work that we come to find out shared a lot of like this similar things that are going on mentally, right? And if we were never to open up or talk about it, we would have never known. You just never know the people that are in your daily life that you could meet if you just hide behind that shell all the time. Now, I'm not saying go out there and talk to everybody, but people are a good judge of characters. People can, you know, you pick up on what people are putting down and it's easy to open up to those that you feel that connection with. And it's it brought a big, big, like shiny light to the end of the tunnel for me on this one and it's helped me get out of a very dark spot that I've been in recently so it's been been big for me and it's something as little as somebody on a job site right yep. never met him before this week it's awesome Alright, so that's all I like. I left out on a lot of the other details because it was kind of like what the highest thing is that people use. I don't think we need to get into that. I wanted to really stick to these facts right here of breaking the stigma for men. Mental health for everyone's important, but these facts right here kind of do call that there is a need to bring attention to mental health within the men within the male population of bringing it forth uh, referring back to that quote you don't have to stay on that white horse for everybody you can come down and uh, talk about it and be there and have people to lean on or if you want to stay on your white horse maybe we can all come up with our white horses and help you um, it is a big thing and it's very serious uh, we want to see these numbers coming down in all populations but right now the male population is definitely the ones that are sticking out yep and is there a breakdown of profession in any of this um no, no not on the I mean, I could tell you, because I've done research on it, the top three are military, law enforcement, and then construction. Makes sense. It does. You've got some of the most physically and mentally draining jobs there is in, in the world right there. Um, there's, a, I think, another one. I think it's your first line, like your uh, first responders is, like, technically number two, right? you got your EMTs, your policemen, and all that stuff, like, yeah, law that, enforcement is kind of they're paired together, so right. the kind of blue lives type deal go right. together. So your first responders, and then there's other ones out there that I, this was a while ago, I haven't looked into any of the statistics, but professionally, like your profession has a lot to do with your mental, right? And a lot of mm -hmm. people aren't happy sometimes in their job. So I will say this, guys, I know that sometimes... You might not make the most money, or you might not be able to do all them luxury, luxury, words are hard, luxury, I'm done with that word, but all these amazing things, right, um, with money, but choosing your happiness over that extra 30000 a year, you'd be surprised what the difference is, right, 
It'd be cra it's crazy. Um, like we got Alex comes in and says he loves his job. That's that's perfect. When you love what you do, it makes it that much easier to get up every day to go do it. Yep. And it takes that one less stressful thing off your mental, rather than be like, oh man, I don't want to go in there again. Like man, I really hate my job. But like when you get up and you have a positive attitude, that sets your mindset for the whole day. Like the smallest thing can throw you off, but if you think positive or three positive thoughts a day, I will stress this ever every time I talk about it. Three positive thoughts every time you get up in the morning will change the whole tone. You but if you wake up and do three negative, plan to have a shitty day. I ain't gonna lie to you you set your day off already being negative exactly you have your day everybody and then that's knowing that you have those friends and we're glad that you you choose your friends right and you you use your friends but i i will say that i know prof profession has a lot to do with male suicide and look you name all three like the top three of those is all about macho or egotistical it's it's a mindset it's just about i gotta be a badass mm -hmm. not i'm a punk mm. i'm a punk i'm a weak ass i'm soft you know don't be afraid to stand up for the change within it i know i mean a lot of times it takes sadly in the world we live in and kind of the mindset it takes something bad to make the change but i know within my company after losing tyler we've made a shift mental health does come first within my company if we say we're having a bad day they're very quick to say hey go home like take care of yourself i know like this week i wasn't even really having like super bad day but i had text like a text tone change i was getting phone calls from my higher up like do you need a lunch next week do we need to check up like do we need to do this do we need to do that and i was like whoa like i do have a lot going on but like i'm good like but that was all with a just text change like he didn't right. even talk to me on the phone but this all started within the last 10 months it was very much like a shift in I put my foot down and was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to like have this macho attitude, not going to have all these uh, different things. Like I just lost somebody to suicide. Mental health is a big thing in my life. If I'm going to work for you, we're going to work together on presenting mental health as a big thing to us and our subs. And it wasn't like, it wasn't a pushback, wasn't a fight. It was a very quick change because I think they could see it in me that I was very serious. Right. And she works in a male-dominated field, so she's doing great things. As a badass herself. Yeah. Oh, she could be your boss. I wouldn't say that, but maybe. She could be your <laughs> boss. Anybody that's listening. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I think by construction, which Alyssa, you're in, 
I could see that. I've never done construction personally. I mean, I've helped, you know, friends do stuff around, you know, roofs or siding or whatever, driveways. But I've never done construction as a job. But doing that little bit, I could see that, you know. Um, as far as, like, I mean, I'm a, I was a welder. And that atmosphere I probably isn't much different than construction. Oh. Um, very male dominated building tractors, as you can imagine. Um, and it's definitely the stigma is there and you can walk in and you can just, you just know that I'm a big burly bastard. I'm not going to talk about my feelings. Okay. Well, if you want to, I'm here, but mm -hmm. it's, it, it's that way all around that plant. And it sucks that it's that way, but I mean, the fight has to start somewhere. And hopefully with, you know, not just us spreading the word, but everyone right. just opening up and, and knowing that there's no backlash to it. But you're not a pussy. You're not a baby. People go through stuff. Trauma happens. You guys talked about trauma last podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just can't stress enough that talk, talk, talk. And everybody, our DMs are open. Always I'll give my phone numbers out there for a lot of people. Uh, always willing to give it out. Or these two would be willing to. Um, yep. Just there, oh, there is somebody, right? You are not alone. We are here. That is like sitting there at the bottom of the screen for a reason. It's true. Like, I mean, we have Twitter. If you want to DM us on Twitter, we all three have Discord. access to the Twitter, Discord, Facebook. Our Facebook's exclamation point FB. Mm -hmm. um, there's ways to get a hold of us, and everything will stay right between us. It's not we don't go. We won't go talking to people about it. Will we talk amongst each other? Because we'll all three see it, yeah. And we'll try and come up with a solution, but that's it. See what Alex wrote? Alex, what's your number? I'll send him. <laughs> hey, he likes feet pick in return, though, Alex. Ryan, why you gotta ruin everything? <laughs> everything. <laughs> you chat, we need a third. Yeah. But guys, like, this is what we do, right? You, you surround yourself with people you can joke and have a good time with and say dumb shit, right? We know the, the things that we trigger each other. Gary loves feet pics, so if you guys ever get his phone number, just bury his DMs and everything with him, right? <laughs> so, it's hey, just... You gotta find these people that you can surround yourself with and know that at any second if you're you're feeling down they'll pick up the phone and even just shoot them a text message. You know, we check in on each other, we have a group chat, and then we have no I've called and text each one of them individually and just to see how they're doing and guys yep. it's a lot easier to check in on somebody than everybody makes it out to be. It really is. Takes 10 seconds, 30 seconds out of your day. You might not be able to reply right away, or that you might not get a reply right away. But just make sure that you reply when you can. Mm -hmm. I can change a whole day. Literally. 
Don't you... think you have to have the perfect response to it either. Mm -mm. You can literally say, I don't know what to say, but I'm here. But that's simple as that. I, and sometimes that's, a... that's all it is, is letting somebody know that you're there. And it, you're never going to always have the answer. It's just there's going to be things that you're just like, uh. Um, sure. Hi. <laughs> How was your day besides this? <laughs> You know, yeah. but it's okay and to not I have mean, the answer too. I know Jerry, you and Brian have both done that to me quite a few times. I mean, even recently. How are you doing besides that? And it's yeah, like, like let me change the subject right quick because <laughs> I have no clue what the hell to say right now. Absolutely, Alex. That's and that's all it takes, man. Like I talk to this man. I talk to Alex daily. Every. He calls me, I call him. It's just one of those things we call him. See what's going on. Simple as that. This man's coming up here to see me for a day and then driving back home. He, that's just. I think he just wants my wife to cook for him. Probably. Yeah. He's going to try um, to cuddle me. He's going to be Big Spoon, though. Little does <laughs> I mean, Little Spoon, does he know? I mean. I guess before we get too far off tangent. Don't let the three professions that we stated, all professions, have their right. challenges, and you can have stuff within it. I mean, it can even be, like, stay at home, whatnot. Those are just the top three that we had mentioned. Them all are the of three them. that we knew of. <laughs> We haven't, like, like I said, we'll get into it to where we look into it a little bit farther and get a little more extensive list, but know that it's all to be taken serious, no matter the profession or whatever. It's mental health, right? Mental health at the end of the day is what we're here to talk about. And it doesn't matter if you're stay at home parents, I will give them all 1000% credit because if you don't want to drop kick your kids, you have amazing kids. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I my kids just challenge me constantly, but I wouldn't have the world without them. Like it's just the way they are. But if your kids don't drive you up the wall, how would you know you? How would you know they were there? Hmm. Um, Facts. office people that work in an office, the stature. Everybody's like, oh, you work behind a desk. You get to sit down all day. No, you gotta deal with assholes and and people. Wife worked for Lazy Boy, biggest chair company in the world, right? Working in their customer support division. Hated it because you know what everybody calls to do? Bitch. Complain. No. They're calling to complain that their product sucks and that something's wrong. And you know who's got to listen to it? The people on the other end of the line and try to be professional about it. You know, so of course, the profession is a huge one. I was just stating did we have an understanding of what the top three were male dominated more is what i was trying to get at is what was raising the the numbers in my mind was what fields are those males working in and so then yes those are definitely still the same that we listed yeah so <laughs> <laughs> i think other than that that's all i had because i wanted to really focus in on there's just statistics that I said because they are big numbers and 
I you guys see in all my tweets and most and in my title for majority of every stream is 22 veterans a day take their own lives. So that's something that hits dear to me, right? And suicide is not. It's just it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere, and it hasn't been this. I hasn't been this known, and this is where I. It's a double-edged sword. Social media is good. And social media is the devil. Because at the same time, we can do what we're doing sitting right here in the comforts of our own home and spread the word. But then you go online and something puts you in that shitty mood. And now you're right back down in that negative mindset, right? Because it's something you've seen on there or read or, or a video you saw. But mm -hmm. it's good and it's bad. But you got to know how to separate the good and the bad and not let the bad over, like consume you in... I took five and a half years off Facebook and wish I would have never went back on Marketplace. <laughs> Marketplace is my kryptonite because not even... But then I get caught scrolling on Facebook, going up through the news feed, mm -hmm. and then you see this missing girl. But yet, hey, guess what we're doing? We're putting this missing girl's face all over Facebook. But then you got the parents that are seeing all the negative comments in there, like, oh, well, you, she shouldn't dress like this or she shouldn't do this. Like, no, how about we try to find this little girl instead of being so negative? And it's crazy that so many people are negative. And that's what I'm saying. Social media can be good and it can be bad. Um, it's, it's just so many negative people out there on social media that. Keyboard warriors. People don't understand that one little comment can send somebody and yep. it was so much easier just to hit the delete key and not even say shit at all. They still had to put their I mean, two cents in. To be honest, some people do know that and just don't care. That's the world we live in. Yeah. Fortunately. But yes, break the stigma. You're going to see that a lot more out of us. Um, I see... Jerry's got the shirt on already. We're going to go ahead and we're going to try to get those going, Jerry, with our logo on them, right? Yep, yep. Okay. Yep, we're going to um, get some made up. We'll have, hopefully, merch Merch will be coming, hopefully, soon. So. Yeah, we're going to keep going, moving forward with the merch line. Maybe if we can, if she learns how to do hats and stuff, we'll get some hats going or whatever. Um, I just got to get a heat press for her. Okay, okay. Too easy. Um... And we got to check into the legal side of anything of that. So yeah. we're going to make sure that yeah. we're not uh, crossing T's. Or, yeah, we don't. Trademarked. Anything that's trademarked, we don't want to step on any toes there and get in any this legal stuff, trouble. So. I mean, this stuff will be fine. The green ribbon, obviously. Yeah. For suicide prevention and then break the stigma. It's just a hashtag everywhere. So. Okay. Brecky, you are correct. 1,000%. What he said. Um, she said people need to be nicer and show love. Agreed. It's sad that we have to say this, but it's the world we live in, right? Yep. But if we aren't bringing awareness to it, then how's it going to change? 1,000%. One word. Even hello. And just random person on the street you're walking by. Just, hi, how are you? going out with your day you didn't stay to find out how they were doing but the yep. fact that you said hi how are you and they were noticed and you took time out of your day to look their direction 
so much better. I can get, I can feed off that. I always, whenever we go to somewhere that has, that aren't doesn't have automatic doors, I always hold the door for the next person. That might seem like nothing, literally, but that could be something for someone. And I, every time, it's I get a word, no matter what it is, it's a word at least from that person. Mm-hmm. It's the simple things. Uh, we could probably segue into the next topic if you want, Alyssa. So what um, is your job title? Your project manager? Me? Yeah. Uh, I'm a senior field engineer. engineer. So it is a uh, superintendent track. Just somebody asked me. Okay. Just get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're putting it out there that I'm a boss of people, and now people are curious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the next topic, we were going to jump back into a little bit of the topic that we had last week with the trauma and responses to it. Just a quick future directions that they're going to be doing with that stuff, like PTSD and different types of research. I'm in a class right now where they talk about just future studies or people that they want to target with it. Um, so some of the, sorry, I didn't write this stuff down. One of the biggest ones that stuck out to me is virtual reality treatment of PTSD, which I thought you guys would like because of the gaming world. Um, Go ahead. What do they say is like virtual reality? Is that like reliving the situation in virtual reality or putting you in a similar situation and see how you react to it or? Um... So it would be up to the patient. So they would use like the VR state uh, treatment. So they would be in like a virtual reality. So it would be kind of if the patient wants to go back to something similar to keep reliving it until it becomes normal to them, or they could. I don't think it becomes normal. It just becomes what less traumatic, and they deal. They learn how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Almost become numb to it, maybe. Yeah, desensitization. Or they could go the opposite route where they're just put into this VR where it's kind of like taking them into a. Virtual reality? <laughs> like yeah. A different like world? A... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Damn, can I get down, bro? You don't need all the attention, dude. <laughs> there is a study where they are using a drug, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it is a hallucinogen where they kind of give your the person that they're treating an out-of-body experience. Okay. And I wish I would remember. And it's, in a sense, kind of opening that curtain. So it gives them the chance. So this is more of like a spiritual journey, so kind of... 
people that do this study are more like religious they can kind of travel in the afterlife so they open this curtain so they find out why they experience this stuff here on earth they open that curtain by doing this drug or afterlife out-of-body experience and so when they come back to their body they kind of have this extra understanding and they're they accept it i think it was called ketamine but that doesn't sound right either ketamine i think ketamine yeah it, it is ketamine oh then that's it why is it's ketamine serious. because ketamine is a hallucinogen it's it's huge in ptsd actually but then okay then yeah, yeah, i yeah, do yeah, know you, what i'm talking about yeah. slightly yeah <laughs> it, it alters their mind state it really does yeah, so apparently, like, ketamine gives them this out-of-body out of experience. They kind of put them in a sleep state, they give it to them. These people, like, travel to the afterlife, they come back, and they have this opening, like, curtain ceremony, and they come back, and they're like, I've seen these people, like, people that have passed on, tell them, like, these story. they've seen whatever it may be. So it's, like, a very much you have to be, like, a religious person for this to be your type of journey. Because if you don't believe in the afterlife, I feel like it would really mess with your head a right. lot more than help you. <laughs> yeah, they just opened a ketamine um, facility, we'll call it, um, locally here in Monroe. Uh, in for that to get approved and what they're doing, it has to be something huge because our... Yeah. We're literally the butthole between Detroit and Ohio, Toledo, Ohio. So, like, drugs, they just funnel. So, anything that is like that, people are going to like it. It has to be important for them to approve it around here. So, that's a big one that they're actually starting to do in Colorado as well, too, because my counselor talked about it with me. I, I don't know how I feel about getting all drugged up to do some outer body travel and I am a spiritual person myself so um told her no thank you for now at least yeah right <laughs> but that's a new one that they're but like you're saying it's very much so there's only been a few people that have done it all of them have seemed to come at, back with really good outcomes so I haven't, I haven't met anybody that's went through it or, or really heard any of the research. I just remember doing some of the glasswork for his building. His wife had like a huge breakthrough with it. Yeah, I've read some of the research on it, and then obviously my counselor has talked to me about it, and it's it had good outcomes, but it is a very big. You have to be the right person to do it, and like you're saying, it has to be like a very much so, like a high enough stage of PTSD or trauma for them to even like consider you to go through it and it's super expensive because it's not covered by any type of insurance Insurance, right that's another um, thing that I remember because it is just it is still in like trial stages so it's not even considered like a actual treatment yet it is trial stages so they don't know like any type of side effects or anything like that so in a sense you're still the guinea pig for them doing this yeah. 
Yeah, those are the two big ones. The virtual reality, which I thought was cool based on like the video game right. world. Um, I don't know, again, how well it would work, leaving it up to the client or the person individually to decide, I feel like, if they let the person kind of choose their own path, kind of like the happy path, they might get to a point where they don't want to come out of the virtual, like, virtual world. Right. Um, there was a... It was like they were sending people and kind of the same thing as, like, a reality where they send them back to see that memory and people need to come back. And eventually, they some people just never want to come out of it. So I feel like you're playing with a little bit of fire there, but again, it's all about personal journeys. So like yeah. something that might not work for me, like I'm saying, kind of both of these, I don't think is like the right path for me to go down. Might be perfect for somebody else. And I know Jerry, he was like shaking his head. Uh, <laughs> do, like, no, shut up, <laughs> might Bucko. not be right for <laughs> Jerry, but it might be right for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um. But those are the two big ones that I know of that are like new researches for PTSD and trauma. Sorry guys, I'm yawning over here. You're good. good. I'm boring you. No, I'm Nap just time? exhausted. <laughs> when he called me, he's like, we might have to play Rocket League, so I can, I can stay up. Week. Absolutely, dude, if I would have <laughs> laid down, I laid down to like, Hugnan Chantel for a minute in the bed, dude. Now I was like, okay, let me get the hell up before I had ruined this whole night. <laughs> um, so that's what I got for you. You guys have any comments, questions, concerns? No shot, Bucko, have, for Jeer Bear. I don't have a lot of experience with PTSD, so I'm not one to speak too much on it. So I feel no. like the virtual reality one could be used for different types of treatments. The ketamine is right now only being used for PTSD. I, it might grow into more, but the virtual reality could probably be used for depression. Oh God, I can uh, sure that could hit a lot anxiety, of vocals. Anxiety actually probably yeah. a lot of. Yeah. I, I think just right now it's being talked about in my PTSD class. That's the only reason why I know about it. But I think the virtual reality one could be used for plenty of other. The PTSD for the ketamine is more focused just on that because it is for that like opening the curtain that you've been through this in this lifetime for a reason for the for that other thing so the virtual reality you could just kind of pair that with something else absolutely um and jerry you say you don't have a whole lot of experience with ptsd but you probably don't even realize in the situations that you're facing ptsd you know probably. There's a lot of people that don't even realize they're living with it, right? Um, until it just happens to be traumatic one day for them. Or it affects them and it changes their whole day. Um, usually people think it's depression before they think it's PTSD. Um, I, I honestly think that because they feel sadness and not understanding why it's creating sadness, they fall into the, the PTSD. Uh, depression instead of PTSD realm with doctors uh, I don't think but these last maybe 8 to 10 years PTSD has been talked about this much so 
I mean, I, I kind of understand, like, it's not just necessarily like a physical thing. It could be a relationship, a, a bad breakup, or, you know, being cheated on, or um, even a terrible argument with a good friend could lead to it. Um, but, you know, so I guess I probably could, you know, a little bit of it, but I've been really yeah. good about just letting things go and accepting what's happened I guess for the closure of it I've, I've been able to get closure in a lot of things closures do I do, do want to say like the trauma and PTSD is at least textbook 70% of people experience trauma so I would say 70% of people have trauma and that is like its own type of thing only 20% of those 70 people actually develop PTSD. One more time on that number. 20% of those 70 people actually develop the PTSD. So 70% of people have trauma, and that's its own set of, like, symptoms. Right. But only 20% of those are significant enough to be PTSD. Makes sense. So... doing the math in her head yeah it's not working very well math ain't mathing right so, now <laughs> so definitely math for me I, I i'll ask this question and you might not have the answer say something happens in your life that's happened before but this is a trigger and you didn't know it was going to be a trigger but it triggers it and it changes maybe not the next day but it changes that day or it changes an hour or you know, half a day or something. Is that considered a PTSD or is that just considered dealing with the trauma of it? You and Brecky are this, again. Him and Brecky are kind of on the same page with this one. It's like psychologically that no one knows until it's triggered, right? Right, yeah. Like maybe it doesn't affect your everyday life. This one thing that happened to you previously in your life from, from something that happened, um, but then it happens again and it triggers you what would that be classified as so that's a trauma response okay so trauma responses and ptsd responses are different okay but you can they're so they're paired together because they can represent so closely Absolutely. it's the frequency so that's really the only difference is like the frequency and the like magnitude of it okay so a trauma response technically speaking we'll use like a car wreck for instance right mm -hmm. so you got in a really bad car accident that that's trauma that that is something like that so then every time like you see a car wreck and it triggers, it triggers that, that that then could create a trauma response or if it's significant enough, it will then be classified as PTSD. Yes. Okay. So. So anything that's trauma could be PTSD. It's the frequency and like the magnitude of it. Okay. By magnitude, you, do you mean like the way it affects you? Mm-hmm. So like, so say 
loud noise goes off and you just get like a little startled but say Ryan drops to the ground and he takes an hour to pull out of it but you kind of after about a minute you're good to go you're going back to your normal life but he's on edge for like two hours after he gets back off the ground that's the difference between trauma a trauma response and his response to his PTSD okay makes sense uh, that one hits home that one that one's a real <laughs> one for me like I remember you talking about it that's why I used it <laughs> yeah it happened that, so like, like that one still gets me like that that one's still so vivid in my head for that moment when that lightning struck that that tower like it sent me down a nasty ass rabbit hole and it took another veteran to get me off that floor and be like hey i got you because he that understood is... blur there oh. you go diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders fifth edition next to revision okay. So it breaks down like trauma. That's a PTSD. lot of pages. <laughs> yeah. <aren't they? laughs> and it has every single mental health disorder in here, breaking it down to tobacco use. So uh does that come <laughs> does that come like what is it? The the one that's on a tape or a CD? Does it come in that? Audiobook. <laughs> yeah, I need an audiobook. That thing, yeah. Can cause this guy is not reading. But it breaks it down to, like, there's an actual <laughs> whole section just for trauma. Right. And it has trauma, PT, and then, like, all of them are together, and there's those slight differences between them that actually make you be able to just diagnose and distinguish between them. So they're very similar. But you have to be able to be like, well, this person is this, like, level. Because to the blind eye, I mean... That's why I'm glad I asked because very clearly to me it could have been just the same thing, but the way you explained it was very perfect actually. Yeah. 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 And I always thought they were the same too until taking these classes and my I had my class last semester where I did learn how to diagnose and I had a case study where it was somebody who had trauma and I diagnosed them with PTSD and they had to walk through and tell me like why it was different. But I had to use this book and it has all the mental health disorders in it. As we have another veteran here in the chat, right? Damaging Doc, Special Forces veteran, Army. He goes, I guess I would be very low on the PTSD scale, but definitely had response to stuff, usually unknown as to what triggers it. Right? And half the time we don't know what triggers it till it keeps coming up, right? And when you relive it with the severity of it and what mm -hmm. it what it does to you is when it gets classified from a response to PTSD. So mm -hmm. everything's got so, triggers, right? Love, sadness, happiness, like everything has its triggers. Mm -hmm. It's just where they're getting classified. So, yeah. Even with that, they just tell, like with me, with mine, they said take notes. And it's going to always change. But you can start to learn kind of how they intertwine with each other. And I don't want to say avoid it, but you can learn what triggers you the most. 
and what is kind of just working with it to make that bigger trigger, I guess, worse. Right. So we have here, one time I was literally walking to get food, no noises, no random smells, no sounds, etc. Shit just hit me for about 30 seconds, right? I went to the psych about it and blew it off, right? So that, to me, Doc, is a PTSD moment, right? Because PTSD doesn't always need that trigger, that response, because it actually is always there, right? Um. Yeah, with that, did you have like a kind of snow globe effect kind of like around you? But yeah, that's, and that's also, that's, that's where PTSD and depression can go hand in hand and also because depression can literally just take your whole day and have no reason mm -hmm. time why. And Recky, to, to answer your question, oh, um, none of us can actually answer that, but what they were talking about earlier, like that virtual reality thing, having those triggers and having them, I don't want to say getting used to them, but getting used to them essentially is, is desensitizing. Lisa, yeah, is it desensitizing? It. I don't know what the question is. I can't see uh, your chat. Oh, so. see when okay. you <laughs> see when you know what triggers you, how can you control it? Is what she said. So how can you control what you know triggers you, but it still happens? We'll be right so with, with you, that, Doc. You just, truly, you never can control a trauma, like a trauma response or a PTSD response. You, in your mind, are able to kind of re-react Counter. To it. Counter it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, doesn't sound very good, but when you're in that virtual reality and you keep re-watching it, when they say desensitize to it, you're kind of teaching your mind how to react quicker to it to bring yourself out of it. So, and you're saying desensitize, but your brain is... So when you go into a trauma response, this is your brain, your fight or flight response, and there's more than fight or flight, but we're going to say that that is your amygdala, so it's in here. So when you go into a fight or flight or a trauma response, you flip your lid. So your amygdala cuts off all access to your frontal lobe, so you're not really in charge of your brain or your body at that point because your frontal lobe makes all rational decisions. So when you're desensitizing yourself, you're basically training your brain to close that lid quicker, to be able to make those rational thoughts quicker. So your amygdala takes over, your body goes into fight or flight, you flip your lid. The longer you're flipping your lid, the less like control you really have. So the quicker you learn to close that, the quicker you kind of come out of that trauma response. That makes sense, Bricky. All right, and you asked Doc if it was like a snow globe effect, right? So he said, no, what ha what happened was I had a mental breakout of my body thing, a body thing where I was not me. I was the guy who was killed in the truck with us. I felt, smelled, heard everything from what I have assumed his perspective was. Wow. Okay. That's, that's a lot. 
uh, that's I don't even know how to classify that one. That's that's like a that was for how long did you say that last? That was for like a thirty second thing. It's a long time. It feel like a an eternity, honestly. Mm -hmm. Thirty seconds in that moment. Um. So again, I'm still in school, so don't like this is just stuff that I've learned and then my personal experience it from what I've been told by my counselor and what I'm learning that was a state of dissociation uh, it's kind of like another term of like kind of outer body experience there's no real like terminology to explain what happened and that's why they call it dissociation you kind of just poof leave your body come back but again, that's all based on your beliefs, because that is another, like, spiritual belief. Um, so not that that really helps you much, but that's kind of what I've been told in my experience. Yeah, I, I honestly, that's where she's going to school to learn all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's where we're going to be leaning on Alyssa a lot more in situations like that, because to me that... I wouldn't want to live that. Um, and I wouldn't know how to respond to it. Um, just know that if you ever go through it and you just need somebody right away, I myself am here. They are here. If you need to seek actual medical attention, please do so. Yep. I mean, we're always here to talk to you about it, but like just kind of a quick response to kind of help you with that. Um, like I said, just from my experience and what I've been told and have read. It just sounds like dissociation. I don't know. It's a psychosis thing, right? Strictly in your mm -hmm. psycho about that, so. Uh, it kind of sounds like you are taking the, some of the blame for it, maybe. Are you? I wouldn't say that he's taking some of the blame. I think more is I know how I feel when it comes to certain things. Like, I don't celebrate. I don't like to celebrate my birthday in certain ways because some of my boys didn't make it back or I feel guilty that they're not here with us to be able to celebrate those things. So I don't, I can't speak for on behalf of that or what happened, but I know if it was me for like certain situations, I feel guilty. And it's not that I did anything wrong or it was my fault or it's just, I feel like, they yeah, should be here doubt. yeah so you called it survivor's doubt guilt guilt survivor's oh guilt. okay survivor's guilt there you go so like and my wife never understood it like she i'm not big on birthdays i'm not big into that stuff it's just because there's so many of them that i would love to share my birthday with that are not here to share it with them or and, and celebrate theirs with them you know so it's it's just one of those things Try to make hers as special as possible. Um, Frankie came back in chat. So going to be honest, I got physically and mentally abused for five years from two guys right after one another from 18 to 23. But for now, for me now, like when someone raises their voice or anything, I don't go into hiding. I lash out only out of fear. How do I control that? Um, I don't have an answer for that. I think, Bracky, my best advice for you is with this help you're getting 
um coming up definitely bring this stuff up be honest be 100 percent honest like you're doing right now i don't think that you're not going to be because you're being honest with us and it sounds like you're ready for change you're ready to be happy so that's one thing i think that you're you're heading gotta, in the right direction gotta be honest <laughs> If you're not honest, you sell yourself short on getting the help you need. Yep. I think that you're you're moving definitely in the right direction. With wanting to be happy, with wanting to take care of this stuff, that's a huge step. Yeah, I don't want to do it for yourself. Today Mm -hmm. is people can't take that first step, and you're doing it. So good for you. Yep, I agree with Jerry and Ryan. Also, don't look at the lashing out. I mean. You're doing it as a protection thing for you. Um, obviously, you're going to get that help to kind of stop it. Look at different ways of how else can you protect yourself besides the lashing out, because that's what it is. It's a your body's going into a response of protect me. Um, so maybe rewiring that to. The yelling is not really a constructive way of protecting myself, so how else can I? Right. Um, Doc said wife called. I missed almost all of that. Um, yeah. it, was a um, lot, Doc. it was a lot, so we'll, we'll go back to what Lissa said. What was that? You said, um, <laughs> um the dissociation? Dissociation, yes, that one. So, it was that. We have a definition on that. Uh, I sure in the hell am not Webster. So. Uh, so yeah, I said like, don't hold me to it because I'm not through school yet. But it sounds like dissociation. Um, what it is is essentially like a, it's a spiritual thing. So, it's a another. They say it because there's not proven fact on it, but association is kind of like an outer body experience and you have to be able to bring yourself back so when you experience something like that your body you're like leaving your body and experiencing something and that's why you're able to see like through a different type of lens or eyes and then i went on to say about the survivor's guilt so it could be anything with that or you're feeling guilty that you're breathing and we lost that person you know or you lost that person and might have asked yourself why couldn't have been me um but don't ever it only happened once and never happened again he said just crazy right how something like that can be just randomly happen um what else do we got we got anything else guys um just punishers for years over 30 years and only just got the right help i still struggle some days hitting everyone even my own family and sometimes don't know why and break down he also said i now do meditation and it helps massively um my mind of other thoughts speaking of meditation i talked to Alyssa about this a little bit ago um i brought up she was unable to actually be at the gym a long time ago and i said maybe something like yoga or meditation right mm-hmm. come to find out this this new friend that I met, right, introduced me to this this Dan Harris guy. He does meditation, and he swears by it. And he 
he sent me this app. It is called 10%, right? Um, and it gives you like this little, we'll call it an outline that you can go through in a program like that you can go through and it helps you step up into these situations that helps relieve stress. It helps teach you to put yourself first or like actually self-care, right? It teaches self-care or even five minutes of deep breathing away from everything to let your mind just flush itself free for a minute to, to reset and then go back in. So. Right. And then we got people that like Doc says my old medic swears by it. Um, yes. Yeah, so meditation, I will, I'm going to start getting into it myself as just finding out. So if it helps me and I can help somebody else, just like Dan did for me, he, he brought it to my attention. He swears by it. He said it's helped him huge, right? So it's something that I'm going to try. So therefore I can share my experience with you guys. But again, everybody's experience is different, right? Not every one thing is going to work for everybody. So got to find out for yourself. You guys, yeah, that Dan Harris, he's that's that's what he's his name is Dan Harris. He does a podcast also. Our minds are very powerful. Listen, guys, I've said this and I'll say it time and time again. Your mind will shut you down. It will physically cripple you. And fragile. Absolutely, Doc. You will become physically crippled if you do not take care of your mental. If you're in a bad mental state, you can literally be stuck. I've been there. I've been in my bed for weeks. I didn't want to see nobody. Didn't want to talk to nobody. Didn't want nothing. Had a breakdown at 40 years old. Hey, mental has no age limit. It attacks everybody. Good, bad. It affects everybody. No, there's no age requirement or anything in it. As you read those numbers, 74 to, or 75 to 84, still a lot of suicide happening, right? Yep. So those numbers, age isn't nothing in this situation. It's everybody's affected. There's such good things as good mental health too, guys. It's not all bad. So don't always think everything we're saying is going to be bad or just like that, but we're here to try to shed light and awareness on the situation that we're having in daily lives right now. And that's suicide has affected all of us and mental health has affected all of us. And the more people we can bring into our circle and raise awareness for Maybe you go out and you help somebody else out and it just continues to raise awareness and break the stigma. So that's really what we're here for. Yep. Um, I used alcohol. Alcohol is very, very common. Drugs, very common. Everybody has their way of dealing with them. It's just sometimes they don't work out in everybody's benefit or they work out different ways for everybody else. Yeah, that's what kind of a sip. And blew me off and said it was nothing. So yeah, that's that's not good. That's guys, there's something I said a couple weeks ago, right? 
go get a second and a third opinion because you might not like that that doctor that psychiatrist there's anybody that you see don't be scared to go somewhere else and if you're not feeling comfortable opening up to them and actually being yourself and breaking out everything you need to i think it's time to see somebody else And then you're going to finally, hopefully, one day find that doctor who just brings you out of everything and helps you. Hell, it might not even be a doctor. Who knows? Guys. Didn't have a choice. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything else? Any more numbers, Alyssa? Statistics? Anything? Gear Bear? Nope. Alright, guys. Um, we're not gonna shut the stream, guys. I'm just doing this. I'm gonna end the podcast so we can have it for the the recording, alright? Um, but guys. we're gonna leave the chat open for questions and, and everything so we can keep talking to you guys after this, okay? So give us a couple minutes to shut this down, then we'll go continue with questions, alright? Um, you guys are good, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. On behalf of Fly High Wi-Fi, guys, um, we just want to say thank you for being here. Appreciate your guys' time. We're going to continue to do these on every other Friday for now until hopefully we can continue on and get them going every Friday or a couple times a week or whatever. But again, um, Fridays, 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 podcast, new subjects. Uh, we'll be opening always the chat. Um, love for you guys this keep spreading the word keep opening up and keep bringing your questions and concerns with us so we can keep building this and and getting farther and more experience with everything that's going on um and on with that i want to say have a great night and thank you bye, bye.